Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is brought to you by... Serium Optical Australia. Yes, don't adjust it. This is still the right podcast, but for once, we have a sponsor. Now, that is your go-to for your optical needs in or out of the box. Head on over to seriumoptical.com. I tell you what, when the pimp man, the called eponymous, needs any of his optical solutions, you know where he goes? You know where he goes? SiriumOptical.com. I tried to go to some of the other websites. They suck. No, no, no. There's only one website that you need. SiriumOptical.com. The number one, according to, according to myself, the number one optical solutions place in the entire galaxy. And enough of this. Let's start the show. Yeah, if you can give me a couple of sausages. Some sausages for me, what the problem with you? So is the race still gonna last two hours or no, it's uh... Are you thinking about your dinner? Oi, listen up. Did you guys know that some stuff happened on the weekend? George Russell, podium, Nikita Mazepin, fastest lap. But first, you must hand the mic over to a man. A man that wanted to get into his budgie smugglers and go splish splash. A man that wanted to make sure Gasly got his sausage. That man is Mr. David Croft. Take it away, Crofty. It's lights out and away we go. Once a week, one man emerges from the pit lane to deliver all the news, discussion and results of Formula One. Well, that time has arrived. Sit back, relax, for the Park It In My Ferme show. Here is your host, Colby. That is right. Ladies and gentlemen, it is your main squeeze sponsor and all. Colby, a.k.a. the Kildabotamus, and boy, oh boy. Did I get to splash around big time in Spa with the slop and the rain 
What a magnificent time. But the problem was I was unable to locate my Fermi. So if any of you are out there, you're out and about and you see it, please let me know, or better yet, just park it on up in there, as it is a park it in my Fermi show. The number one comedy F1 podcast, according to my mum, and she's never wrong. We're talking all the news, opinions, results, discussions, reviews, previews, love triangles, crashes, rain, sassy Michael Massey radio calls, and more. Episode 67 is here, and what a humongous show we have for you today. But if you've missed out on any of the previous episodes, head on over to parkitinmyfermate.com to download every single one ever made. Better yet, look at that podcast listening app. Look at that device of yours. See that subscribe and follow button? See the sexy, smooth lines? I'm, I'm starting to get all hot and bothered just thinking about it. Why not caress and stroke those buttons with just the tip? of your finger that way you get to hear my sexy soothing smooth sounds two times a week and who doesn't want to get down and dirty with the cool eponymous twice a week socials you know we have a man parking in my family on facebook twitter instagram slide into the dms like you and martin brundle and david croft trying to slide in more fia regulation talk and i'll be sitting back waiting but naked ready to embrace you not in a weird way don't don't, don't be like that come on guys but on the show tonight, yeah, there was apparently some stuff that went down in Spa. Perez gets an extension. Russell versus Bottas again. You can't be serious. We've also got the good, the bad, and the ugly. Ooh, what a show for you today. And of course, much, much more. But before we get started, let's turn the lights down real low. So low. Lower the mazepin on the grid. That's how low I want the lights turned down. And let's light some candles. Change into something a little more comfortable. Silk robe, perhaps. Sit back, relax. Hey, and I'm drinking out of my pimp mug right now. Oh, parkingmyfermate.com slash merch. Link in description. But it's time to enjoy the show. Bring it in. Bring it in, huddle round. No, 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 too close, too close. Get your hands off me, you perverts. Okay. Did you guys know there was a weekend of racing in Spa? Did you know that some shit happened? Did you know George Russell was on the podium and Nikita Mazepin was the fastest Formula One driver over the weekend? But Cody, you're crazy. You must be doing all the drugs and such. Look, I don't blame you for thinking that. Because if you try to get a result in F1 2021 on the PS5 or Xbox, I, I, I think it would almost be impossible to replicate. So much like the family of sex slaves I have tied up in my dungeon under my house, we all need to ask ourselves the question, how did we get here? But before we talk about step by step, let's look back at what I predicted. Look back in the previous episode. And any episode before a race weekend, I like to give you my top five predictions for the race weekend. It's something I like to do because I know everything and I'm here to help you out. They were number five, four red flags for the weekend. Number four, Valtteri Bottas will be out in Q1. Number three, Danny Rick on the podium. Number two, George Russell scores points and number one, Verstappen crashes. Look, Bottas didn't crash out of Q1. 
and Danny Rick only didn't get on the podium because of the red flags, but everything else was golden. So you need to make sure you listen to Cordy because he knows all. Verstappen did crash in FP2. Russell got some points. There were four red flags, a couple in the free practice, one in the quali and one to stop the race. So really, when I say Nikita Mazepin will win the world championship, you need to sit back and take note. But let's break down everything that happened session by session. Perez signed an extension with Red Bull for 2022, but we aren't even going to talk about that today. That'll be in the next episode because so much other shit happened. I was so excited because the weekend was going to be wetter than my grand snickers when Andre Ryu is performing on the television, but I didn't realize just how wet that was. Let's start with the free practices. Now, there's not much to report here. Kimi going into the wall, entering the pit straight. Let's take a listen to that. Oh, I hit the wall. I'm entering. I don't know how much room damage. Yeah, we will check, Kimi. We will check. Now, look. In his defense, that pit entry sucks more than a cheerleader in high school. But still, come on, Kimi. You are the gem that keeps on giving. You're giving us those golden radio messages and the day that you retire, my man, the Iceman. Probably sooner rather than later, we will celebrate with non-stop show of Kimmy radio messages. There will be a whole episode of Parking in My Ferme where we play the best Kimmy radio messages of all time and it will be a glorious day. Next, it was Max Verstappen's turn to do something stupid, losing the rear end and going through the gravel into the wall in FP2. Take a listen to that. Oh, it's finished. Okay, copy. Mission uh, one and then zero. Somebody lost the rear. Copy that. Leclerc also managed to bin it as well. And to be honest, because of all the shit that happened, we aren't even going to talk about Ferrari, but they had an absolute stinker of a weekend by their standards. But let's move on to qualifying straight away. Because this was basically the whole weekend. This was the highlights. A wet quality session was immaculate. So good. It was the awkward inters versus full wet tyres debate. Who will go with what? Who is brave enough? And if the race could have been like this, it would have been okay. But we start out, as always, with Q1, with Verstappen getting hit by Lando Norris. And Brundle saying something borderline a little bit racist. But it, but it's okay that he said it because he was immediately wrong with that statement. Verstappen goes quickest. Uh, he has certainly got the pace here, as has Lando Norris, Ricardo's teammate, who now goes quickest by four tenths. Yeah, Norris is really at home in these conditions. Brits and Japanese drivers tend to be extremely good in uh, wet conditions, but Tsunoda out has not got it done. Yeah, that's good news for Ricardo. Raikkonen is out uh, and still in the bottom five. Esteban Ocon, last week's race winner, uh, managed to get into Q3 at uh, Hungary, is now the driver at risk uh, from anyone on a flying lap uh, behind him. That's right. Rundle said the Brits and Japanese drivers are great in the wet. However, with Sonoda, a Japanese driver immediately failing to get out of Q1. Brilliant piece of footage. Rundle, you know so much. You are so wise. And I love that moment. We move on to Q2. And I'm going to play uninterrupted. The last drivers crossing the line because, for whatever reason, 
Leclerc just slows right down. And he only goes through P10, but that's with Danny Rick on a flying lap behind him. What the hell was he thinking? Hamilton now crosses the line, goes second fastest. That'll do him nicely. But as Martin said, uh, he has used up extra sets of tyres that he didn't really plan on doing. Gasly goes third fastest. Valtteri Bottas with a five-place grip penalty hanging over him in this qualifying uh, session. Goes third fastest, gets himself into Q3. Ricardo and Sainz out. Sainz and Ricardo. 12th and 11th, make that 13th and 12th as Esteban Ocon goes through into Q3 for the second race running. Esteban Ocon puts himself into the top 10. Charles Leclerc uh, could uh, just improve his position a little bit. He should be safe, crosses the line now. Uh, stage 10th, must have backed off. So Russell through there at the moment and Latifi out qualifies Ricardo and Sainz. Ricardo gets one now <laughs> over the line. Look at that, just through. Fernando Alonso, he was the last driver on the track that could do something uh, to upset Esteban Ocon, who threw by the skin of his teeth. Lance Stroll let his feelings known with his performance and not running more laps on the Inters. Oh, we missed that, Lance. Missed it. Oh, man, that was such... Fortunately, that's P15, Lance P15. Yeah, no, we didn't do a second lap on the tyres. Copy that. Yeah. Leclerc subs up his performance superbly. From here, guys, we. But, uh, let's talk about it later. Now, Q3 has started. The rain was coming down hard, and Norris was the only one out on the track, and he was looking good. Top of the timesheets in Q1 and Q2, he was absolutely flying. Seb Vettel was on an outlap when he had this to say. Yeah, I think they should red flag. Red flag. And then the inevitable happened. That's Lando Norris. A rouge and up to a brandy on. Lando Norris has had a big off. And Lando, are you okay? Are you okay? Yeah. Sorry, boys. As long as, sorry. as long as you're okay. Sorry, boys. We should have, we should have had a good one there. I'll let you down. My bad. Red flag, red flag, slow down, slow down. Get your delta positive. Norris and Eau Rouge had a big shunt. Lots of debris. Yeah, well, what did I say? What did I say? Red flag. Yeah. Unnecessary. Is he okay? He's okay, he's okay. Copy that, copy that, carry on. It was so good to see Seb Vettel actually go up and make sure that Lando Norris was okay. George Russell then qualified fastest, and I honestly didn't know what to do. It was just it was just insane. Listen to the last 40 seconds of Q3. We're down to the last 40 seconds. Right, who's going to get this? As George Russell now sets the fastest first sector. Supreme skills and bravery going on out here. These are sketchy conditions those tyres. Wow, I'm massively impressed with this. Now, hang on a minute. George Russell, half a second quicker than Lewis Hamilton through the first sector. Uh, Williams put on and found a new set of tyres, maybe, new set of intermediates that uh, he can go out on and do an outlap and then a, a flying push lap right at the end. Is George Russell potentially going to be the star of qualifying here as Esteban Ocon goes seventh fastest uh, for the Alpine? And... Uh, 
Verstappen two tenths up on Hamilton in the first sector, way quicker than Bottas. Uh, Bottas a 34-2 in that first sector as well, 33-5s for Vettel and for Gasly as we watch Lewis Hamilton and George Russell. It's a 55-0 in the middle sector for George Russell. That is a very fine middle sector in these conditions. George Russell could be on for pole position here in Spa for the first in his career in a Williams. And I'm not lying about that one in the slightest. Although Lewis Hamilton a tenth up on Russell in the middle sector. Just get it through the bus stop chicane, George. Try and straight line it, get to the line and we'll see what happens after that. Across the line goes George Russell. It's provisional pole for the Williams at George Russell. Now, Lewis Hamilton will be next to cross the line uh, to try and catch him. Hamilton's had 101 poles. He can't deny George Russell here in Spa this afternoon. Russell is still on provisional pole. Perez can't deny him. Verstappen has had an excellent middle sector. He can. Yes, Verstappen's going fast enough to just sneak ahead of Russell. What a lap from George Russell. But Verstappen's still got to make it through the final two apexes. He's done that nicely. And now it's the charge to the line for Max Verstappen. It's going to come up quickly. Is it going to come up quickly enough for pole? Yes, it is. Verstappen denies George Russell. It is rebel on pole. You can hear the Dutch fans cheer that one. But they'll be celebrating in the Red Bull garage and at the other end of the pit lane down at Williams as well because it's a front row for George Russell in Spa. It's pole for Max Verstappen. Hamilton is only third on the grid ahead of Sebastian Vettel, Pierre Gasly, Sergio Perez and then it will be Ocon, Ricardo, and Norris as Bottas will take a five-place penalty. Ricardo goes P4 then with that lap. He was still finishing the lap. Verstappen able to steal pole at the last second from Russell. Let me say that again. Up until the last second of Q3, George Russell, the man who drives a Williams, was sitting on pole position. Provisional pole. Take a listen to Verstappen celebrate that one. That's very good, Max. Pole position. Yep! Conrad, <laughs> that was so difficult out there, but that is simply lovely. Great start after the break, guys. Lovely. Well, well done, mate. Mega job. Difficult conditions, and uh, you got George up there as well with you. Really good job. We needed that. Great job, guys. Danny Rick, as you heard before, was able to get right up into P4. Hold on, Daniel, that's P4, you're P4. Good job, buddy, P4. Nice, is that, is that finished? Yeah, that's, that's finished, that's confirmed. All well right. done, mate, great nice final one. lap, good job. Yeah, that was good fun. I guess George deserves the public congrats. And let's hear that congratulations to George with the amazing drive getting him that P2. It's a stocking lap. You've out qualified Mr. Hamilton. George Russell. P2. Come on! Yes! Yes! Woo! Yes, guys! Oh my god! That was a lot. Amazing, guys. Amazing. Well done, everybody. Well done. Just fantastic, George. Well, awesome. The whole team did a fantastic job, and you were outstanding. Thanks so much. It's so much deserved, man. Congratulations, everyone. Oh, that was a stonking lap. But it was race day and the rain that we were finally begging for just wouldn't go away. 
It was one of those be careful what you wish for moments. Michael Massey delayed the start of the race about four or five times, but eventually got a formation lap out there. And on the formation lap, Mr. Sergio Perez, Checo, lost control of the car and smashed it into the wall. We got a radio message from the Red Bull to Michael Massey saying that Perez was out of the race. What we then had was so many delays that Red Bull were able to do four hours worth of work in about an hour and a half and repair the car. Then they asked Massey if it's all good to come back into the race. He said no as the race had started and Perez needed help returning to the pits. And Red Bull argued, hold on, the race hasn't started yet. And Massey was like, hold on, I don't know what the fuck is going on. Let me check. Really, Michael? Mr. Sassy Massey? You are the race director and you can't answer simple questions like whether or not Perez was able to enter the race. We then got some comedy to lighten the mood. Danny Rick let us know how many races he's driven. Delayed start. They've actually delayed the entire process while we wait for a storm to go through. I don't know if you know this about me, but it's my 200th Grand Prix. I, I had heard that, yeah. Yeah, kind of a kind of a deal. This neck of the woods. Pierre Gasly wants some sausage. Yeah, if you can give me a couple of sausages. Some sausages for me. What about with you? So is the race still gonna last two hours or no? It's. Uh... Are you thinking about your dinner? And Hamilton letting us know about the tremendous turd that occurred in the toilet before he used it. One side. Glad I went to the toilet. The one I went to, someone had dropped a crazy bomb in there. It was the worst thing ever. The pros and cons with this. It's gonna haunt me for life. There are a few other engineers getting on the blower to Michael Massey asking simple questions a race director should be able to answer. But he seemed to really struggle. It, if a race engineer or team principal asks how many laps we have done or how much time is remaining for the race to be run. It should be really obvious to them. It should be a really obvious thing that they don't need the race director to answer. But because of the fucking shambles that was this race, no one seems to know about it. They then went out again for some formation laps and when I say formation laps, listen to just how shit the conditions were with Hamilton, Verstappen, Norris, Giovinazzi and Russell unable to see a fucking thing. Bert Mylander leads the cars away on the formation lap. I already can't see anything behind. I have to leave a little bit more space to the safety guard at normal because I, I can't see anything. It's pretty awful. I can barely see the car in front at the minute. Quite a bit of aquaplaning as well. Yeah, probably hit the conditions and untravelable. Uh, yeah, mate, I can't see anything. Up to a route. Finish up. Absolutely nothing. Into turn five. Can't even see what's happened, red light. It was a few more laps so that then the FIA can award half points and have it mean something before fucking off to the next event. Max Verstappen wins from George Russell, from Hamilton, from Ricardo. Latifi gets a top 10. Mazepin gets the fastest lap, and although it was not awarded by the FIA, we all know exactly who got the fastest lap. But that's it. 
that's what happened. The crowd, to their credit, stuck around with it. All five or six hours of the Sunday race. It's in the official books too. 2021 Formula One Belgium Grand Prix did happen. It was four laps or whatever it was. And it will go down as one of the most bizarre and worst races in the sport's history. And now, your stat of the week. I'm a stat man! Formula One stat man. Cody's a stat man. Yeah, stats. Uh, I'm a stat man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, stat time, yeah. Oh, so much stats, so many stats. I don't know if this intro is even long enough. There's that many stats. Ah, uh, stats, 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 yeah. Ooh, so many stats. Uh, I'm a stat man. There are so many stats. I am a stat man, and I have a lot of stats because there was a lot of crap. In fact, I'm gonna give you two stat of the weeks. I'm going to give you one lot now, just to wet the appetite. And then uh, a little bit later on, you're going to get another little tasty treat. How's this for start of the week? That was the shortest race in Formula 1 history. It had the joint fewest overtakes in a race, the joint fewest drivers not classified, Russell's first podium, Williams' first front row without penalties since the 2014 German Grand Prix, Williams' first podium since the 2017 Azerbaijan Grand Prix. Hey, enough stat for you? Well, hold on to your britches, because later on in this episode, there will be some more. How's that for your stat of the week? He's a stat man! Ooh, that was a good stat. Yeah, such a good stat. Such a, such a good stat. You know it was. He's a stat man! Hey, let's go on with the show. Cool, is pretty cool. Yeah. You guys ever get in trouble for not doing anything wrong? You know, your brother or sister hits you, then pretends to cry, and you're the one that gets in trouble. It's bullshit. It sucks. Oh, see, I went out on the weekend. I got absolutely shit-faced. Came home, spewed into a bucket, like a, like a good boy. Still was in trouble. What the damn hell? I slept on the couch so my snoring wouldn't wake my lady. And I didn't even end up at a strip club the night before. But I still got told off. It's BS. I'm a perfect gentleman. Just like the rest of the cool Depotamus faithful. You all are. I sung some karaoke. I drank so many beers. I slapped the behind of my mates as we skipped down the road from pub to pub. A usual weekend activity. But did you know there's someone else out there that's about to get in trouble for really not doing anything wrong? See, back a few episodes, number 64, we compared Valtteri Bottas to Sergio Perez. And it was clear from breaking down the numbers that Bottas is actually the better teammate. He's had more podiums, higher finishes, more points, more times his ass has appeared on Drive to Survive, and he is higher on the Drivers' Championship and his team is leading the Constructors' Championship. Look, George Russell did something remarkable on the weekend. And I won't shut up about it. It was beautiful, and everyone should listen to him getting that P2 in quali and the celebration once more. Have a listen. It's a stocking lap. 
they've out-qualified Mr Hamilton. George Russell. B2. Come on! Yes! Yes! Woo! Yes, guys! Oh, my God. That was a lot. Amazing, guys. Amazing. Well done, everybody. Well done. Just fantastic, George. Well, awesome. The whole team did a fantastic job and you were outstanding. Thanks so much. You so much deserved that. Congratulations, everyone. Ah, that was a stonking lap. It was conditions where Russell thrives and Bottas struggles. We saw earlier in the year in Imola where George Russell and Bottas came together. They were fighting for P9, a position that was well and truly above where Russell should be in that Williams and well and truly below where Bottas should be in the Mercedes. But because it was a wet weather race, it both helped and hindered the drivers significantly. Formula One races are predominantly run in dry weather, hence why Southern Hemisphere races are done at the start and the end of the season, so it's warmer weather with Europe smack bang in the middle. Malaysia obviously is the exception where it's always monsoon season, and so in all but two races this season, Bottas has beaten George Russell. The two he has lost was in Hungary when it was sprinkling a little bit and he took out half the grid, and in Spa. So the question is, will George Russell be quicker in dry conditions than Bottas? And to be honest, we don't know. But for a man who has helped win a Constructors' Championship every year he has been with the team, won a lot of races, scored a shitload of points, and yes, had one little itty-bitty mishap in Hungary, taking out the entire field, he hasn't actually done too many things wrong. He has been an excellent teammate, staying clear of Hamilton, letting Hamilton dominate, and done the team thing time and time again. Kimi is most likely going to announce his retirement shortly, and Bottas will most likely take the seat of Kimi Raikkonen, and George Russell will then most likely slot into the Mercedes chair. But I don't expect it to be all sunshine and rainbows for anyone next season. With the regulation changes and the cars going through a significant upgrade and change, as well as Hamilton now getting pressure from the young Brit named George, there will be more friction that could see Red Bull licking their lips and moving past them as the new powerhouse in racing. Bottas will now be the lead driver showing either Callum Illett or Antonio Giovinazzi racing car Jesus how to operate things in an Alfa Romeo and might love being that number one driver once again. But at the end of the day, he really didn't do anything wrong. Nothing more wrong than what some of the other drivers have done. Leclerc has been to quite a few times, once when he was on pole. The two times Lando Norris was looking to sit on pole this season, he exceeded track limits in Imola and crashed out in Spa. Kimi crashed entering the pits in Spa and crashed into a teammate, Giovinazzi, racing car Jesus in Portimao. So my boy Bottas gets taken out by Russell in Imola, gets a bucket load of podiums, but has one little itty bitty spill in Hungary and it's all done and dusted for him. Not to mention he would have finished second in Monaco if Mercedes could change a fucking tyre. And despite what Toto said, it was not. Bottas's fault. 
Having said all that, yeah, fuck. I agree. Get Russell in the seat. I honestly do. He will make it interesting for sure. But you can't say Bottas lost the seat. It's a case of Russell won it. And I'm not sure that Russell will be any better in that chair than Bottas was. And you know Hamilton will be super pissed as well. So all I'm going to say is, Bottas, come join me on a night out with the lads. Sing some karaoke and grab my behind all you want. Because you have gotten into trouble for doing absolutely nothing wrong. Hey, time for this. Oh, you can't. You can't. You can't be serious. You can't be serious, man. You cannot be serious. That's exactly right. Look, I'm going to have a crack at Michael Massey again. I'm not going to have a crack at him for the weather. He can't control the weather. But Michael Massey, you can't be serious. Michael Massey, you can't. You can't be serious. Look. We had a lot of team bosses and race engineers get on the phone to you asking a lot of questions and I understand that it can be annoying, especially when you have a billion things to look after. But Michael Massey, you can't. Michael Massey, you can't. You can't be serious. If someone calls through asking if Perez, who binned it on the formation lap, asking if they can repair the car and put him back in the race and you say no and then they're like, wait... The race hasn't even started, so so we can. And you say, I don't know, D- do, do what you like, I don't care. It makes you look like a knob. You need to know the rules. If someone then calls up and asks if the race has started and you're like, yes, it has started, and then ask how many, how many laps we've done and, and you don't know and or have a definitive answer. The fact that they're calling up means that you haven't directed this race correctly or with any integrity, then all I have to say is, Michael Massey, you can't. Michael Massey, you can't. You can't. Michael Massey, you can't. You can't be serious. And now, a special treat. It's another Stat of the Week. I'm a stat man! Formula One stat man. Cody's a stat man. Yeah, stats. Uh, I'm a stat man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Stat time. Yeah. Oh, so much stats. So many stats. I don't know if this intro is even long enough. There's that many stats. Uh, stats, stats, stats. Yeah. Ooh, so many stats. Uh, I'm a stat man. I'm still a stat man, baby. Hey, how's this for a stat? This one's actually going to blow your mind. A lot of the time, I just start the start the intro and then just go, oh shit, I haven't actually got a stat. But this one is going to blow your mind. Williams are the only team to have both drivers score points in the last two races. Williams. The only team to score points for both drivers in the last two. Hey, how's that for your stat of the week? Mind blown. He's a stat man. Ooh, that was a good stat. That was a good yeah, stat. Such a good stat. Such a, such a good stat. You know it was. He's a stat man. Hey, let's go on with the show. Cool, it's pretty cool. 
Well, we just watched the race. And when we watch a race, you know what we need to do? We need to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. That's right, another race down. So we list all the good that's happened on the weekend, all the bad, and you know there was some ugly I've got to talk about. You know I'm not happy with everything I saw. So, look, I'm going to bring this sound down because I need to get it ready. We've got a lot to get through. So, let's start with the good. The good. George Russell. Oh, my Lord. You, you know what he just did? You know what he just did? Qualify P2 in a Williams. Podium finish in a Williams. The good. Lando Norris. Before he crashed. Lando. You got some serious pace and some serious minerals. Cojones to drive like that in the wet. Well done, Lando Norris. Hey, I'm going to put him in the good for the first time all year. Danny Ricardo. Daniel's son, P4, but you qualified P4, you look good, you had confidence in a car where you haven't had that confidence before so far this season, well done Danny Rick, the good, Seb Vettel, checking on my boy Lando, actually doing half decent, got a bit of pace, I think he qualified P5, may have finished P5 as a result, he actually had a good, good race, the good, the fans sticking it out. For that whole Sunday, well done, you guys. Very, very good. Very passionate. I love it. The good. Max Verstappen, other than the little blemish in the free practices, you did nothing wrong. Qualify Q1. Finish P1. Looking pretty good out there. The good. Hey, here's a shocker for you. The good. Nikita Mazepin. Fastest lap. Didn't spin in those horrendous conditions. Yes, and I know that's a very low bar. You look at the people that did crash, people that did spin off the track. You know who didn't? Nikita Mazepin. You know what else? Fastest man out there. The good. David Croft and Martin Brundle. There was not a lot you guys could talk about on Sunday, but you gave us four, five hours, six hours of entertainment. And although I have to pitch in our Crofty and his budgie smugglers in the Speedos down at the beach, in a G-banger probably, it's not the worst thing. I've got no problem with that. One iota. Crofty's love finds. It's going to be very, very steamy next episode. But that was the good. And where there is good, there is also bad. And we have some bad. Just a few little baddies we need to bring up. First, I gave you the good, but I've got to give you some bad. The fans. Did we not learn anything from the British Grand Prix? Sebastian Vettel is out there trying to save the planet. He's picking up your rubbish. Don't leave all that crap behind. It's so fitting I'm playing the good, the bad, the ugly because I'm picturing, I know it wasn't from this movie, but the Indian with the tear rolling down. You can't litter. Don't destroy the land. Pick up after yourselves. The bad. Belgian Grand Prix Spa Barriers. In particular, en rouge. Look, the problem is when you crash there, yes, there's a lot of runoff. You can continue to slide, and that's the good thing. But the way those barriers are, you've got to get all 
chopping down the rainforest. Move them back a little bit so you've got more runoff. So that when you do lose control, going a squillion miles an hour in the wet, you can actually slide to a stop rather than just going bang right into the wall at a squillion. 51 Gs at Silverstone. But, oh, rouge. Oh, rouge. How many crashes we see there? W Series, what was it, like six cars involved in that one? We've had horrible accidents at, uh, the Rouge. So, um, maybe push those barriers back, you know? I don't want to see anyone coming to a sudden stop when they don't have to. That was your bad. Now, we've had our dinner. We've had our entree. We've had a little bit of dessert. You know what we didn't eat? Our Brussels sprouts. Let's go back. We've got some ugly. Oh, there was some ugly indeed. Oh my gosh. Hey, ugly. Michael Massey. Yes, he was in the You Can't Be Serious segment. And you'd think, go easy on him. He's just trying his hardest. He's not Charlie Whiting. Exactly. So now that we've got this direct line to you, we're going to hear half the calls that go to you. Well, not even half. Probably a fraction of them. But we're going to hear some stuff. We've got some, some views of it now. So... Sound confident, you know? Don't sound pissed off like they're calling the, calling you to, to bother you. They're not your kids. Hey, Dad, come look at me do a, do a little somersault. No. These are race engineers and team principals calling you going, hey, what, what are the rules? We need clarification, and you as the race director need to have definitive rules in place and be able to say to them, look, this is what lap we're on. This is how much time is left. Perez can or can't come back into the race. You need to know straight away as soon as they're on the phone to you the bad or sorry this is the ugly the FIA rules now look there's been what a thousand and thirty races thousand and forty races is that what we're up to in F1 history have the rules sorted by now why are we going oh actually the, oh, this has never happened like just because it's it rarely happens you need to still have it all in place. Why are we trying to even do a race on four laps? Just abandon it. Come back the next day. Or just say, you know what? We've got a TBC in the calendar in about a month and a half's time, two months' time. Why not come back to Spa then? You don't even need the crowd there if you, if you can't get the crowd there. You don't even need it. Just come back then. Don't reward Qatar because they're killing thousands trying to build a FIFA stadium. And now you're going to get them in there to build a racetrack for you as well. Don't reward them. Go back to Spa. FIA rules. Sort yourself out. Michael Massey, sort yourself out. You're on your final notice. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was the good, the bad, and the ugly from the race weekend. I'm sure I missed out on a lot. I really am. So if I have, you know what to do. Head over to the socials at Parker in my family, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Slide into the DMs. I'll be there. Slide into them like you're heading up. Oh, but this time, instead of a sudden break, a sudden stop, I'm going to be in those DMs, arms wide open, ready to catch you, ready to brace your full, caress you, make sure you're okay. No, you're all right. You're all right. You're all right. Come on. Come on. You're okay. And that's what I'll do because I love my fans. Well, guys... We're at the end of another episode, episode 67. Thank you so much. It was a biggie. We need to cover off quite a lot. And next episode, we are going to go through the 
Sergio Perez contract talks. Whether or not it was a good idea for him to actually sign on. Uh, well, for Red Bull, that was, I'm sure, Sergio Checo is very happy about it. We're going to start previewing the Dutch Grand Prix and much, much more. Of course, if you want to be decked out in the cool merch, head over to parkitinmyfermate.com slash merch. Link in the description as well. And guys, make sure you're not missing out on any of these episodes. Make sure you subscribe and follow on your podcast listening device. Hit me up on the socials as well. I'll be there, ready to interact. I love it when you guys reach out. It's always good, good, fun. And of course, as always, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.